and it's Katie and my mic is not recording. Oh no, it is. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> okay. It's okay. We just a little it's doing that thing where it's moving in slow motion. That's cute. Okay, we can try again. Okay, hey y'all, Stoney. <laughs> and it's Katie and it's classically white podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. Let's just start because <laughs> with trappies playing in the background. Y'all been playing with my audio for the past 40 minutes. Okay, it's been 30. I'm over it. But it y'all don't y'all don't care. Hey y'all. The one time we decide to start on time. And early. Because I wanted to do something at our normal time. Because last week we was on her phone for like two hours before we even started recording so whatever we're here now right we're here now and we're gonna do this in an hour and it's gonna be great gonna have a little he a little ha and we're gonna go home period um what was i gonna say oh news this week well first of all y'all got one more week get this book get the violin conspiracy link in the description come do book club with us next week period just a reminder listen if monday comes around you're like oh my god i can't read this by monday you don't have to listen to the episode on monday you know you can listen on thursday give yourself a couple of extra days listen on saturday that's that's true i keep forgetting that i'm like oh yeah y'all don't even have to listen like on the day you know so go if you want to go at your own pace go at your own pace um we gotta read before have you started girl no what and what <laughs> it's me you talking to no i have not started we have to read before well because i'm like oh by monday i'm like no the episode comes out on monday delaney you have to read it by the day that you record <laughs> but we have till saturday i mean but i'm not reading while i'm at the place where i'm at because i said i'm not gonna be working there right that makes so sense. i have to cram it but that's typical katie behavior so <laughs> I might start. I'm gonna start it this week. So we gonna see. Cause it's not a lot, right? Not for a, a week. I don't think. <laughs> I'm a, listen. I've been doing this since uh, the first reading assignment freshman year high school. And it's fiction. I feel like it'll move quick. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not like we reading a textbook or something. My mom. My mom was. God looked at me crazy the other day because my little brother he has to read multiple books before he goes back to school. Oh, he's taking um, AP. Um, he's taking AP language at his school. You don't have a choice. You have to. Oh snap! <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, <laughs> and he was asking me. He was like, well, "How do you?" He's like, "How did you like read a whole bunch of um stuff? Like, um, did you skip? Did you like just buckle down and do it?" I was like, "Skim it." And then my mom was like. <laughs> you just buckle down and do it i'm like well he asked me <laughs> he asked me what i did but it, to be fair I, to be fair to me i was talking about college that's what i was because oh, it was so boring like because <laughs> mm-hmm. he asked oh me he gotta read like to read stuff that's boring oh it's not is are they novels they're novels he, they're just novels that are boring to him <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah actually not all of them are novels though so I just don't understand the point of that. I'm not even gonna hold you. Now, I'm a little tight. This is why I get tired about public school. Well, I mean, he don't go to public school, but yeah. or schooling in general, because it's just like, what's the point of making kids read over the summer? And also, 
I feel like 98% of kids don't. Literally, there are a couple of classes in my high school that were notorious for summer work. It was AP US and AP language. And every time the week before you go to the public library, everybody in the library, because AP US, if I remember correctly, had like four papers. No, I'm lying. AP language had four papers for each book. And you had to read four chapters for AP US. Everybody went to the week before. So you're not really encouraging summer learning. So why are you having kids who've already been at school all year doing work over the summer? I don't like that. Mm -hmm. My, um, my second high school, they had a rule like, um, like they, like teachers were not allowed to give us homework over break. Exactly. Like not even spring break. Like, no, it don't matter. They were like, they could not give us assignments over a break. Because that's the way like kids have like so little autonomy and now you want to take away their break too. Like why y'all having stuff do when we get back from break? Like that doesn't make any sense. You know, we have to work on it then. Like, and you have your, you can't grade it yet. So you relaxed. Right. Cause you got your feet kicked up on break. I know. I don't like that. That's why, you know, you know, I'm kind of woo when it comes to public school. I'm not really down with or formal schooling in general. I'm not really down with it. Um, cause it's cause of antics like that. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Good luck to him. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I know cause he pushing it to the envelope. I mean, he pushing the envelope and, when um, he starts school. I don't know. I feel like they start a little late though, but it's like three whole books at least. I think that he still hasn't read yet. So I mean a, a book a week. <laughs> For somebody who don't read nothing but TikTok captions. I don't know. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> They were doing like people were talking about how the, the attention span of TikTok. And it's like if you have to talk about the attention span of TikTok, there is another problem. TikTok? Because even my attention span, I can't I I get four sentences in a row, Max, and I'm like, oh, it's a pretty coin over there. Like okay. <laughs> I remember like um when my cousin Monica was pick, picking schools, I'm like, why don't you watch vlogs of girls that go to the school or guys that go to the school? and then like see what the vibe is and like i sent her some for like people i've come across that go to these schools and she was like i'm like yeah like, they're perfect length they're like 20 minute vlogs she's like yeah i'll be like two minutes in i'll be like it's too much and i'm like that's terrifying i ain't gonna hold you you can't i mean i understand i'm in a minority i like long form youtube content especially if i like you are you i think so i mean looking at the numbers i'm not Maybe but, for maybe for vlogs because I was just reading an article about how people like how popular video essays are getting like like yeah like forty minute video essays. I'm like, see, I don't even watch the I don't even watch no video essay that long. It gotta be something like real engaging. Like some people like well, they can craft a storyline out of something that you would see you would think is so random. Like if you can craft a storyline, Choice TV does a good job of that. He look, do a little bit too much, but. <laughs> Choice TV is a good example. Craft a whole storyline about I don't know Wendy Williams or like the Kardashians and how their empire is falling. Like uh, there's a lot of talent out there that you will watch a video essay. Mm. None of that I know I couldn't think of any other examples. Those are two terrible examples. <laughs> well, hey, no, I mean you gonna do oh, but you gonna do video essays? What are we gonna see? Video essays so long. 
Mm-hmm. They're very, they're extremely laborious. Extremely. Yeah. I just, yeah. I couldn't see it for me. <laughs> I, like, I just like, I turn the camera, run my mouth, come off. And see, that's the thing. I feel like I'm best when I run my mouth. So now I'm like, I kind of put in this carving some time for me to run my mouth in the essay. Because I can't do script. I'm terrible at scripted stuff. So the only thing that's going to be scripted, I think it's going to be my voiceover because like, Mm. Remember when we used to do them little skits on the um they weren't skits. Well, let me shut up. The um the little promo videos for Classically Black in the mm-hmm. whatever atrium. Three lines each, an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my god, don't get me started on when we did that Otello thing. Oh my god, Otello was hard. That was very hard, and we were sneaking in that space, so we really couldn't. We couldn't even get mad when it got when we got interrupted because we were not supposed to be in there. Like, <laughs> and I also remember like one time we we were so close to getting like the best take, and that dude came with them chair racks. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> this is triggering. Yeah, it was like a <laughs> ridiculous mistakes. Like I remember one time you was like Tay and you were like Tay. <laughs> And there was another one in our blooper reel. If y'all haven't seen our blooper reels on our YouTube, and um, you was our classically packed podcast. <laughs> like I could never. I'm not gonna say never. Like I'm, not, I'm gonna say that. But it's just like, imagine having to go on set and they want you to get your lines right away. Right away. Yeah. I'm like, girl, wait. I'm gonna have mm. to lip sync to mine. Read them off a piece of paper, <laughs> and I lip sync to them. Right, give me a um, what's it called? Give me what's something is called? Cue cards, but make sure that the letters are real big. I'm gonna start squinting. Right. All anyway. right. Okay. What I say? Oh yeah, the rest of the news. Okay, so Opera America has just issued a statement, uh, a couple of screenshots, um, from a professional development list serve, um, from. Opera America members have gone, I was going to say viral, for classical music, viral. Um, and it was basically a lot, um, some opera administrators complaining about the younger generation of singers who, um, who, by the way, literally have to pay to sing for people like, you know, um, and like it's giving pyramid scheme. Um, and also... <laughs> complaining about their quote sense of sense of entitlement and their um wanting to have their correct pronouns used so um there's a man his name is i don't i can't really see it's a little bit like some of the stuff is cut off um but i'll link the description i'll like put a link in the description so y'all can see the um the uh screenshots and stuff um but i'm gonna read a little bit of it it says the society uh has society has pandered to young people for a long time but now more than ever with with quote identity front and center on every campus ad campaign and tiktok youths believe they are entitled to respect from everyone without having first done anything to earn that respect everything from quote special pronouns mind you they're the same pronouns that we've been the same ones What, Um, what a special pronoun literally something they made up 
y'all gotta guess people to proofread stuff <laughs> um special pronouns um to the compelled speech it entails and the ramifications of real social punishment if one does not comply with each person's personal whims has <laughs> led to the situation we are in today with people being more narcissistic and entitled than ever personal whims personal whims it's literally somebody <laughs> telling you their pronouns and then that's just their pronouns you act like people are changing their pronouns every day it's a different one every day they made something up it's literally the same pronouns you learned in like preschool the same ones remember those like whims it says children believe they are entitled to teaching the adults in the room about respect about identity about decorum about morality even the social media culture propped up by advertisers corporations and educational institutions themselves have become a crock pot for endless ego satiation for the young for the young whose brains have not even fully developed yet oh my goodness it says baby your brain is decaying so what now what and it's like if this is what you if this is what your brain is is cooking up while fully developed, then you remember, you remember what uh, plankton used to sell at the chum bucket that sludge. <laughs> that's what their brains looking like because that's the only thing it could look like typing that up. And unironically, it says to end this drama, adults are going to have to step up, say no, risk being <laughs> canceled, and bring back appropriate social norms. Future generations will thank you for standing up to this. First of all brave of you to think that there will be future generations because the the way the way the temperature set up this summer like god is soft launching hell i'm <laughs> telling you ain't no other way it's so hot outside it's hotter than devil titties outside oh whoa, okay <laughs> it is hot in memphis okay i finally got me some sunscreen okay finally i was like you know what these UVs getting a little spicy. <laughs> not first of all, not risk being canceled. Well, there you go. You got it. Because I bet you somebody right. read that and was like, you know what? Let's put it to the test. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if it's worth picking that apart. I don't even know what are you saying? Wait, who was this? I missed the first part. I didn't miss it. I just forgot. These okay, so there was like a couple people. The, the the other screenshots, which like I said, I link the um are other people that are like, yeah, thank you so much for saying this and pra pra pra. And I yeah, I've had the same issue and whatever. And it's like okay, girl. But these are like administrators and who work with young students at young artist programs who are on like a pr- professional development list serve okay. for Opera America. Now Opera America released a terrible statement um about oh it which is what what i don't get is that okay this is a list serve so like people can just sign up for it and it's literally mm-hmm. like these people are not associated with opera america and it's like of course we can say like you know as an organization you have certain people that are involved with you the statement that they put out i'm like you literally had so much plausible deniability because these are people who literally don't work for you and they're just signed up for your for your listserv which is like you know it's kind of like a forum but like for like email and stuff like these people yeah. are emailing each other and stuff you literally had so much plausible deniability but you chose to make a terrible statement that made you look worse how like okay 
They said this past weekend, a series of emails that included disrespectful and harmful language was taken out of context and out of order from a private uh, Opera America listserv and published on social media. What context? People love talking about out of context for something that literally would not even be better in any other context. It'd probably be worse in context. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like why would y'all put that in there? Like out of order. What was the order? Unless the order in the context was, it would be so stupid and bigoted if we said this. If that came before, yeah. <laughs> like that's the only concept. That's the only context. That's literally the only context. What are you talking about? Yikes. Um. And so then they said that the Opera America listserv provides a forum for members of our professional networks to engage in open discourse, learn from peers, and I and identify issues for discussion in group calls and convenings. So this was um, one of those things they were they were trying to um, they were responding to a call for discussion topics for upcoming meetings. Um, so now Opera America staff is are inviting representatives from both from both groups to come together and develop mutually beneficial solutions, which will be amplified through webinars and various meetings in the months ahead. This is why I don't like what y'all always want to talk about. Oh, we're bringing both sides to the table. One side just needs to shut up. Like, like, and I know how that may sound, but, and that's of of course not a universal thing. Every time, Oh, somebody don't agree with me. They need to shut up. No, but you literally have people saying like, Oh, y'all are entitled just for being yourselves and oh y'all need to earn respect nobody needs to earn a basic level of human respect like that's literally just you should just you don't have to i don't care if they're children i don't care if they're minors they should be able to have a certain level of just basic human respect talking about oh they they expect respect without earning it yet they shouldn't have to they shouldn't start from respect don't start from zero and up I understand there are some people that you hold you regard highly and you respect them so much like whatever but that's not the same thing as just literally people coming into an educational environment and being degraded and all of that type of stuff so when y'all talk about inviting two you inviting both sides one side seems very determined to not respect and not take seriously the other side so what is the discussion that we're having they missed the good old days of dating their students and talking down to them Girl, the good the the good old days of dating your students still here. You heard about that Princeton professor and his wife? Wait, what? And he he okay, so he tried to say there was this Princeton professor. I think he was a classics professor, which I was like, that tracks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he had said some stuff about how like this Black Liberation group was, um, like he called them like a terrorist group or something crazy like that, and he was trying to say that he got like he he um was trying to say that that was the real reason why they um kicked him out or whatever they were trying to get rid of him Mm -hmm. because they got rid of him because they found out he had literally married one of his students (laughs) that he had for undergrad she's like only like a year or two older than me um even though she looked 40 i'm like that'll do it to you but anyway um he was saying oh they're just using that to cover up this i'm like so that's really not the excuse that you think it is yeah. like, <laughs> they just using the fact that i slept with one of my students to cover up to cover up the fact that they really fired me for saying something racist it's like what was the defense there 
sir. <laughs> like y'all are so embarrassing. Like um they said that they said we will use this incident as an opportunity to improve our service. We we will circulate new community guidelines to all list list serve users in the coming weeks. We will not tolerate hateful or hurtful discourse in these spaces. We are committed to maintaining a forum for healthy conversation where differences of opinion can be addressed without breaching trust. And I was like, I see y'all because y'all say stuff and then y'all backtrack because y'all like, oh, we're not gonna tolerate. Blah, blah, blah. This is not really a difference of opinion though when you're like literally attacking again basic human respect and just people's identities you, the the person that wrote this message literally put identity in quotes it's not fake we're oh like my God. <laughs> and they also talk about oh without breaching trust the person themselves said oh we got to step up and risk being canceled okay well they stepped up and they risk being canceled then who cares like i know that they're saying the whole breach and trust thing because somebody screenshotted the emails and put them on social media but it's like what is they probably were dumbfounded (laughs) like they said they wanted to they wanted to stand up okay all right then the mic is yours wow so so that's what's going on over there a lot of terrible operas yeah well, it's a terrible opera news slightly. Glad we're progressing. <laughs> right. So. Um, and then my last piece of news is that the Baltimore Symphony just um made the announcement of who yes. their next That's music director. <laughs> Never mind. Right, I should do this in a British accent. This is for Baltimore. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that <laughs> not hit it. <laughs> Um, their next music director, they have just named uh, Jonathan Hayward as their next music director. Um, this is their first um, uh, music director of color in its 106 year history. Um, y'all gotta stop. Y'all think it's, a, I don't know what y'all think that is, but it's crazy. It's like, it's, it's like majority black. Yeah, it's like it's history, <laughs> but sometimes it be sounded like bro. Because <laughs> it, it be sounding like, yeah, period, but then it's also like, like not even That's black per- person of color right period ain't nobody even with a tan dang um but congratulations to him he's starting a a, vi- a five-year contract um at the start of the 2023-24 season he's gonna be over there with jonathan shout out to jonathan rush um, oh period right um so yeah, shout out to him. He's succeeding Marin Alsop, who um was 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 Marin Alsop the second woman out of one of the top twenty five orchestras. I yeah, think I think it's her, it's her man, right? Yeah. So period. Shout out to uh Baltimore. Hopefully, you know some of y'all follow suit. I know there's a couple of symphonies that are going to be looking for music directors or are currently in the process. Seattle's one of them. New York is also going to be looking at one. Chicago. Oh, for real? Mm, multi. This is last season. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, Chicago. I'll phone him. I'll phone him. Period. I'll phone him great. Wrong folks. <laughs> um, and you know, some people actually, I'm not gonna say that because that's messy and literally unconfirmed. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there's another one that people. There's literally no like. There's literally no evidence that this is happening, but people are just saying that they think a certain 
big music director is not going to come back after this contract is is done oh i hope it's not yeah so but i'm like it's literally just people speculating like they just like thinking oh career moves like i'm i'll i don't be paying attention to stuff like that unless girl go play a skill so i'm like okay we'll see um yeah that's my news this week period (laughs) how you say period in spanish i don't know i gotta learn it yeah i don't know for reasons okay Uh, not for reasons (laughs) let me find out um this is song no punto i think it is punto wait i think that's it oh this says something not the same never mind ain't that ain't that no that's that's puta that's puta is like is a crush word this is periodo (laughs) (laughs) periodo but the accent is over the eye period i'm not y'all not gonna drag me everybody's be quiet not too much punto i think it's point yeah punto is point but i think they might use that for period because i think period like they may that other one might be like a period of time or something like that but punto i'm pretty sure is refers to the punctuation period Mm. i don't have my what's the name on my um what do you call that my windscreen on so sorry y'all for all the peas i'm all in your ear <laughs> oh god i don't even know my windscreen i just bought so, a new so, one you bought one yeah i bought one i'm gonna start using it because i was listening and i was like yo <laughs> okay i'm gonna start i need i want to get one we're gonna see let's turn it down i'm playing <laughs> okay okay so the intermission because that's what goes next Okay, so I saw a tweet that said, says, am I allowed to tell my professor she was the most discouraging educator I've ever met and that she should retire if she's going to address students with so much spite? And everyone in the comments was like, no, tell her. Or yes, tell her. And I wanted to know, well, one, I feel like classical music is always so different than everything else, I feel like, because it's like, you you are with your same teacher or group of teachers all the way through but i want to know tell me of a time that you left a salacious review in spite of the consequences you know what's funny i was thinking like i've always had very good like experiences with teachers thank god um and i was going to talk about I had like a one-off lesson with somebody but you know what i just realized i actually have reported a teacher before my high school band teacher was an asshole and um this was so long ago at this point it like not literally because i'm not that old but like just in my mind so long ago and also that was my first high school that i transferred from so i suppressed all of that i didn't like going there um but yeah because he was like he had said some sexist stuff and he was rude and annoying and mean and it got to the point where like yeah me and my friend we actually went and reported him what happened 
Nothing really. Yeah, I changed schools, so that was the end of mm-hmm. that for me. He's dead now, but well, yeah. Well. Yeah, I was gonna say for music, I've never had an experience where I would have to report someone. Well, what? Well, not have to report him, but oh, wait, don't say too much. Yeah, just a not great teacher. <laughs> someone that you oh, would leave a I bad sh- review for. It- and you, I, you know what? I've come so close to doing it. I've come, <laughs> like I was gonna, I was gonna light it up, but then I was like, I f- one, it might be obvious. Hey, so let's talk about it. One, it might be obvious who it is because I feel like I was the only one who had these feelings in this particular class. And two, every time I was like, yeah, I'm finna light it up. I was like, I just let it go, like right after. But every after every class, I'll be like, "Yeah, today's the day that I'm gonna when them when that what's the call it drops the course review." Oh, it's over, and I never, I never did it. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone because I want because yeah, <laughs> and also I did not want to be traced back to me because of like the repercussions. It's not like even this though this particular teacher does not have any bearing on anything in my life it's like i did not want to risk it you know and I, sometimes we make choices in classical music i remember i made a choice to because you never know who's gonna end up being your boss who end up gonna be reading your resume who who's gonna be in your section who's gonna be in your orchestra and i remember you got i had to ice a couple of people out you just had to because sometimes it's not worth being professional with some people you just gotta just hope for the best mm-hmm and you gotta make those choices I've had to do that a couple times cause like what we you know what I'm saying what we mm-mm. but in high school <laughs> the intrusive thoughts won so I had this anatomy teacher and he was terrible I don't remember how he was terrible I feel like I remember not learning anything or something and he would just like stand up there and make stupid little dad jokes with his stupid little face and one day I let the devil use me and I wrote this man <laughs> an email i probably could still find it i wrote this man an email actually i suppressed this and now it's coming back to me and i'm not gonna read it because it was bad it was like my learn nothing in your class you just all the stuff was like a went off it's the middle of the year too so katie what's going on yeah and i had to go back to the school the next day looking awkward katie (laughs) now i feel bad because you probably really thought he was doing something no, nah, he was terrible. What was his name? Can't even remember his name. I can't even. I don't even. Um, I never felt bad and still don't about reporting my teacher just because he was like he was mean. Like I thought, you know, he part of it was like behavioral. It wasn't like oh he he's just a bad teacher. I'm not learning anything. Mm-hmm. I did not like him. <laughs> I did not like him. <laughs> um, and there was some people that did, and they was mad at, at me, and they was coming at me because of that. And I was like, girl, anyway. And I and literally. I knew nothing was going to happen because when we were in the office doing it, the same dude that took our paper saw it when we, we went back to the band room, like right after we reported him and the guy was in there speaking to him. So I'm like, he probably just was like, Hey, they just went in there and reported you. Like, <laughs> um, but I just went to, at least something was in writing. But the thing that's like annoying, great, but annoying about reporting teachers, you got to kill a student. You got to kill a student or you have to assault a student to get fired 
there's there's literally the union is tight the teachers union like you there is nothing i was like i'm finna i remember his name it came into my head i was like i'm finna report this man and then it's gonna be oh i feel bad because he was nice to me after why I wasn't. I forgot why. Still haunts him. (laughs) Dang, could you imagine to get an email saying how bad you are at your job? (laughs) (laughs) He probably became a teacher because he really cared about teaching the student. Oh, and he went to my and he went to my alma mater too. So we were talking about that my senior year. I had my junior year. Okay, so to be fair, I don't remember what the email said. I'm not going to go look for it. I don't even know if that email address still exists. Maybe it does. If it does exist, I don't have the login for it. It does exist because it's from my Facebook. I think um, he, him putting, a, putting in a letter of D recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I forgot what I said to him. It had to be, he had to do something to me. I don't remember now. That was literally over 10 years ago. Dang. That was like 12 years ago. Dang. So twelve? No, I'm old as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the symphony office and I was kicking with the receptionist, having a good time. And I was like, "Yeah, you know, whatever." Like, you know, I'm about to be 29. She had that Kevin Hart. She's like, "Damn," because she's like, "I thought you were like my age. I thought you were like 23, 20." She ain't. She wasn't rude about it. And I was like, <laughs> "No, girl. Like, it's the beginning of the end." Okay, not the beginning. <laughs> Katie, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but um, no, I'm like, no, I got a friend that that's your age, girl. Don't worry about it. Not the beginning <laughs> of the end. That's how I feel. I'm only 23. <laughs> I know people listen to this. 23 is like, insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was I doing at 23? Well, I'm turning 24 this year. 24 sounds like a that sounds like a real age to me. Honestly, enjoy it because once I hit 26, it's been nothing but rigmarole. Rigmarole and that's what I've heard about 23, and then um, everything my sister was like, Girl, gets worse. I was like, <laughs> But also, it depends because my, my sister said the same thing about 26. 26, uh, it's just like a lot happens, like you literally wake up, no health insurance. But people, some people don't experience that, like, some people at 26 have a job. <laughs> that sounds bad, too. I don't want one of those. <laughs> But let me not say too much because I mean, don't call it in, now. right? God, I'm about to say because then the devil be like, "Oh, really? You don't <laughs> <laughs> mind not having a roof over your head as well." So, <laughs> oh God, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, twenty six, twenty seven was good. Twenty eight was a do. Let me leave this age behind. A and what's your golden year? Oh, twenty seven. I was twenty seven. 27 was fine. Okay, that was your golden year. I got, so the, be, I got the fellowship. As best as it's going to get. No, I'm just playing. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and that's been true. Because my sister's golden year was one, so. Oh, dang. I know. <laughs> Mine was okay. That was I, a good year. I graduated high school and went to college in my golden year. 17. So. All right. And then ever since then, plummeting <laughs> okay. ever downwards. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> people listen to the, people listen to this podcast. You know how you like listen to a podcast. You be like, I feel so much better. You probably be like, I feel so much worse. That's right. Crazy. 
They gotta listen to classically black in their highest hours because it's gonna bring you down. Yeah, if you spiraling, don't click on. <laughs> What's we'll help you get there, babe. I was about to say, yeah, the early adulthood. Don't get don't get even get us started on no global warming because I already brought that up once. It can't be called global warming no more. It's global heating. Like like we are being cooked. <laughs> the uk you know how far north the uk is oh my gosh and though they were over there 102 degrees in the uk it's getting bad and my grandma her her um what's her name is out now her freaking ac i was like oh no we need to get that together but at least y'all got dry heat so yeah, she's like eighty. A, so, all oh, right, that that's yeah. an important part. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, uh, we need to make sure. I mean, she has a lot of fans. She said she hasn't been feeling too hot, so because she usually don't run up run her AC because money, but <laughs> yeah. So she felt fine right now, and we just got a new AC. So worst case scenario, she just come over here. But I mean, she can get some uh, window units. You know, we do have a portable one. Yeah, yep. my mom said she was gonna take over here. Yeah, so. my house, uh, my house in sh- Chicago is an old house. It ain't got no air conditioning in it. Yeah, because that's the whole thing. That's why she has to get a new, a whole new system because the refrigerant that they use and the kind that she has, they don't make it no more. Wow. And you can get it, but it's gonna be mad expensive because it's not you know regular being regularly being manufacturers. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you might as well just get a whole new one because what's gonna happen next time you need some more, it's gonna be even harder to get. Yeah. So. Anyway, the show that we're doing right about music, right? Not grandma's uh, AC refrigerants. Okay, no, I'm not even gonna try that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna try to make a variation on classic black. How with that phrase? I, I don't know, girl. <laughs> okay, well, we're doing a bit of a part to to last week's episode so last week we talked um a little bit about um blackface and opera and um the soprano angel blue pulling out of her engagement um um at the arena di verona i believe in italy um so she pulled out of uh, singing at that opera company because they had just done a production um using a great deal of blackface um in their production of Aida so since then there's been a lot of backlash um I remember on the day that she posted that I was already seeing like it was comments was over a thousand comments um including Anna Netrebko's husband which I'm like first of all okay listen shut up like (laughs) like please and saying the typical oh what is it that they be, they be like oh next thing you know you're not gonna be able to sing anything and it's like first of all y'all always want to make something up y'all right. always want to like fabricate something we're saying the problem is this and y'all like well, next thing you know the problem gonna be this the problem is not that you made that other problem up to make this one sound ridiculous but whatever um so that was one of the, I think that was one like one of the main things uh, and that got me thinking about like how this how this like concept of tradition 
it's really like eating people up. Like it's just yeah. and it's in the art form too because it's making people not want to be involved in it. Y'all be holding on to the wrong stuff. Right. Like that's that's a theme because even old do talking about y'all want to be respected without earning it and it's like when y'all was going to school in three piece suits in 1960 like times change and evolve exactly it's like just y'all first of all, y'all hurt y'all were hurt in your education and you want to hurt somebody else because you feel like i saw this thing and it was like it's the same thing with people who um like they want their kids to go through stuff just because they went through it which is so it's like, weird to me yeah like y'all see people y'all see kids being treated with like this whole soft parenting thing and it triggers something in you because you feel like dang why didn't i deserve that newsflash you did your parent just abused you like yeah and it's the same thing it's like y'all so afraid somebody gonna have it better than you you so afraid they're not gonna have to go through what you went through so y'all hold on to tradition that really don't mean anything because yeah and like that thing what you were just saying like when you if you were bullied you you want to bully that's like um well people um i haven't done too much into the kimberell thing because honestly i don't like but i was in the comments heavy people were saying like how she used to be because she was talking about people were ugly i was like kimmy kim (laughs) (laughs) kimmy 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 kim First of all, when they said she was 49, listen, I ain't going to do too much because I don't want people to write. I saw that. I was like, now Kim. Kimmy. <laughs> and people were saying like how she used to, because there's this, there's this clip of um, when she was judging on Sunday's Best and the contestant was singing and he, so Kiara Clark, you know, she's very sweet. Kiara was like, okay, keep working on your worst. And then Kim and Donnie, were kiki keying in the corner while and and kira was like don't worry about what they doing focus on what i'm trying to say to you and he went off on them it was like y'all are being very disrespectful i spent my rent money to come here and da, da, da. and people were saying kim used to be bully so now she want to be a bully and it's like you first of all you too grown for that like so it's the right. same type of thing it's like you got haze when you were in conservatory so now you want to haze other people like people are free to speak their opinions they don't care what opera house you did your world premiere at they don't care about none of that you're gonna treat people with respect period exactly like and Kimberell if y'all don't know there was a video going around or y'all may have seen the video I don't know who it was but it was a gospel singer and pastor Kimberell who pastor's crazy (laughs) (laughs) pastor is insane (laughs) is she not she is but that's crazy (laughs) um Kim Varel, who's already a known bigot, but um, there was a, a just a viral video of part of her, her. She was speaking at church, saying all of this ridiculous, nasty, just mean, mean spirited stuff. Yeah, just mean stuff. Imagine being in a pulpit saying that stuff, talking about oh, well, you need to make sure you're not associating yourself with broke people because how long they've been broken, how long they've been to all this stuff and calling people ugly and all this stuff. I'm like, first of all, imagine you come to church in your lowest hour, right? You just lost your job. You can't get it. You can't get a leg up on life because poverty is literally designed to keep you in it. And you got here. You got. I was about to say something. I was about. To, I was about to get taken out of my. Listen. I was about to get taken out of church myself. I'm not gonna say it too much about her face because we've all seen it. But imagine calling somebody ugly. I listen. I ain't the one. To, I ain't calling. Listen. In his image, very good. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> 
that's insane. We let you walk around with that face, and now you over here calling other people ugly at church. Kimberly, like, please, and you two all for it, and you look even older. So, <laughs> like, and that's why I'm like, she she one of them that's gonna be real confused when she slip into the other side. She see flames and feel her skin start getting creep, start getting crispy. Yup. Like she's just so added so much stuff people go to church they are they are they are literally grasping for straws grasping for hope and there you go talk wow yeah talk about being broke and talk about all of this stuff girl and who made you rich but the poor people in the congregation that you bully to give their last for offering for tithes and offering who made you rich kimberly the people who are giving 10 percent of 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 what they barely have so that you can go on tour and you can be famous and you could do all this stuff and call people ugly and broke i don't have a heaven or hell to put you in but i will tighten up because that that is <laughs> it just made me so incredibly sad so incredible church is supposed to be a refuge it's supposed to be a place where you go you know what I'm saying? And it's like you up there saying all the say and the ignorant congregation. Yeah, amen. Amen. What? Y'all going with her? Amen. My, what? She the one getting her. She getting her wet wipes out after she shake hands with y'all. So like y'all understand to her, all of y'all are in that category anyway. Kimberell's rich. Like, <laughs> like, why do y'all think that? Not that rich. Like, she had a PPP loan too. Oh right, and yeah. Talk about people with their PPP loan, and then and of course, like clockwork, somebody looked hers up. Talk like, about something. Oh, people always want to feel like they better than somebody, so she's saying all that stuff, and everybody rah 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 in the audience. She probably wouldn't touch none of y'all with a ten foot pole either. So, come on. Also, imagine Kimber inviting Kimber out to speak at your church. You couldn't get nobody else. Too. Like, come on, bro. She just ugh. anyway, way off um, topic. Way, but uh, <laughs> but I also just wanted people to know because I feel like you know a lot of gospel artists are black famous, so a lot of people might not know, especially if you don't listen to gospel artists who Kim Burrell is. But um, I, I, feel, I don't even know Kim Burrell's song because she can't. She not even know. The only Kim Burrell song I know I can say off the top of my head is um, dang, can I? I actually used to love that song. There was a. A uh, live version of it. I'm thinking of it. Ha- have faith in me. Like, well, we don't. No <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I so. can't. I feel like the only, the only one that's everybody famous is Kurt Franklin. I feel like everybody else is black famous, like what you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. What was we even talking about? Oh, we were talking. Talk- <laughs> <laughs> we were connecting. Kimmy Kim to um yeah about to the idea who, of yeah who've been bullied and so they bully other people because you went to opera school and you uh didn't have no respect and you felt like you needed to earn it um and now you feel like you get to project that on other people like babe when you went to school they were literally smoking cigarettes inside be serious <laughs> like a lot has changed <laughs> and. Baba Tunde have did this video. Um, he's been doing like some stuff covering this and talking about like the tradition and stuff. And there was a whole lot of stuff that was tradition with uh with opera at the time that they was doing blackface. 
we we was just talking before we turned the mics on. They was still doing castrati, where they was castrating boys before they hit puberty so that their voices wouldn't wouldn't drop lower. I don't see any of y'all volunteering to get on the operating table for that. Or wherever it was at. Probably probably in the home. Right. They was probably doing it with scissors and a sewing kit. Like what's it with the kind that come in the cookie thing? It don't come in that. People put it in that. But yeah, Wait, so what? get your the cookie tin where it's always sewing sewing stuff in there. You know oh I mean? right. Yeah. Them Danish cookies. Right. So let's bring let's let's break out the cookie tin. Get on get on the table. Take you some abu some ibuprofen because you know they ain't have none. They did not have what they got now. And if they was not washing their hands. Exactly. So how about you get on the operating table and we and we get to snipping since you love tradition so much. All right then. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying they ain't have no so no no they ain't got no anesthesia like they have right now. So. They 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 was knocking people out. Exactly. So how about we send it you know what? The classically black castration clinic is coming That's to you in twenty twenty three. I've been coming up with the craziest acronyms. The C B C C coming to you twenty twenty three. Okay, that rhymes. Do, what are we finna do in your living room? I listen, I got some tarp in here somewhere. I got a butter knife. <laughs> We, we cut long enough we'll, we'll, we'll get it done <laughs> We gonna get it done baby Don't worry And we'll It's like the episode of the Cosby show Where Claire was cutting that tomato with a butter knife I'm like all this money on this set And y'all gave her a butter knife So I, I don't even remember the scene But I know she was sitting at that table Cutting it Standing at that island Cutting it uh, with a butter knife that's gonna be you as cbc what do we call it cbcc right kabukuk <laughs> right cut your cock no i'm just playing i'm just playing i'm just playing <laughs> oh my god oh this show is so freaking unserious oh my god <laughs> Ever since LMM, oh my gosh! Wait, what did I stand for again? Legalized murder movement. Well, that was very serious. <laughs> so that's how that's where I stayed on tradition. I feel like tradition is is y'all giving it too much, and that's coming from I love history, I love stuff, you know, stuff like that. But we also gotta know when to let stuff go. Yeah. Because they talking about in 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 the statement from the company, they were saying like, "Oh, every country has their own traditions, and so like that means something over there. It don't mean nothing over here." Y'all act like y'all y'all act like blackface was only an American thing, and that the racist roots of it only hit America. Because let's not forget, y'all fave WC, Mister Gollywog, Mister the Little Nigger, like. Blackface was making this was reaching Europeans too. Right. Like, don't try to act like, oh, it's nothing. We don't even know nothing about that. Y'all know something about that. And they love it over there. Because ballet got the same problem. I be seeing Missy Copeland talk about it sometimes. See? They be especially in Russia, they love a good well, that's on brand for them. But they love a good um NARS foundation for the uh whatever ballet got blackface in it. See. 
like that's crazy if i ever went to a ballet y'all are grown people hopping around in skirts come on now what you need what you need that for and and my thing especially like i was thinking about it and it's like if the only thing about the opera that conveys the like where the character where the role or is from or their race or whatever is you painting your skin black then it is not as integral to the to the story as you think it is yeah if you could if you were to take blackface out of it and they would have no idea that aida is an ethiopian princess then it's probably not that important but the fact is they still would because it's literally in like they still would because people have done it without blackface and guess what nobody died so it's like either put it in the put it in the production in some way or it's probably not that important right you shouldn't have to paint yourself that should not be the way that people find that out or that people figure that out um well since she posted that since angel blue posted that she was pulling out um of her performance um at the company she since deactivated all of her social media um this is something that we see a lot of people getting cyberbullied online first of all how you cyberbullying somebody over opera like i when you told me that she deleted her stuff i couldn't believe it because of like who she is like i've seen beauty gurus delete their stuff celebrities and i'm not saying angel boo i'm not saying that i'm just saying like because it's such a niche perceived specific thing you know what i'm saying and it's like y'all are insane and y'all really y'all sat there first of all get a life y'all y'all sitting at the computer commenting over and over and over again harassing somebody because they don't want to support a highly racist practice and made a decision for herself to pull out like y'all actually she went over there with a torch and burned the whole thing down to the ground like she said i'm not doing it y'all be blessed and there have been other people that sing there other black people that sing there she is she didn't comfort like she literally did not comfort anybody she said i do not agree with this i do not want to do business with this company and like people just do too much people do too much um and among the people that's doing too much so there was a, a part of um the main story about this was that there was um a black opera singer by the name of grace brumby who has been in the game of course for a long time she's in her 80s now but um she came out and condemned uh angel's decision which was incredibly disappointing incredibly disappointing wait to what's hear from the black oh, person you, you something let me pull it up oh grace brumby I've, I've not heard that before her name yeah i was supposed to say you know i'm not really opera girl so um, so much um but i'm gonna read some of it it's, it's kind of a bit so i might not read all of it but um she says my dear angel i read your publication and was thoroughly shocked at your point of view for all of my 50 years of opera singing i have always used white face when necessary and black face when necessary as well and this is a this is another example y'all saying oh well we did de- we've been doing it for so long it was wrong girl for also for part of your 50 years in opera guess what else they was doing segregation 
Right. Guess what else? They was lynching people in the streets. So we continue in that too. Like, (laughs) I understand. Big jump. Big jump. But I mean, not really. Not really. (laughs) Not really. She was born in the 30s. Yeah. She looks familiar. Like, come on. Like, there were some places I wouldn't even let you in the opera house in your 50 years of Or you had to go through the back door. Like, please talking about i was doing white face and black face and i okay it says of course my preference is to sing in black face that is a crazy sentence because <laughs> <laughs> what does she mean by that like when i think when she's playing a role um that would quote unquote require it she would rather sing in it than not because does her singing in blackface mean that she's just singing? Like, what does she? I'm confused. No, there are black people who will point, paint themselves darker. Oh, Father God, I did not like, know about that. Yeah, like um, a lot of people were mad when Zoe Saldana played Nina Simone. Oh. Which, why the hell? Like, I'm sorry, bro. Like, of all the people to play Nina Simone, Zoe Saldana, and they painted her dark because Zoe Saldana is not a dark skinned woman. Yeah, she's not dark skinned, and Nina Simone is. And all of the dark skinned actresses y'all passed over to get to Zoe freaking Saldana? Are you yeah. kidding? Like. <laughs> Um, so that's like a, a case if y'all were wondering like that if you you can look up Zoe Saldana Nina Simone you'll see her painted several shades darker than her several actual, her actual skin color um but uh Grace Brumby went on to say but if I am to be perfectly honest the preference goes against my artistic sense of cre- of credibility my makeup cabinet runs the gamut of dark Egyptian to chalk white for oh my gosh and everything in between everything first of all okay it says if you do your historical studies which i was like let's pull over because you're doing too much you're doing too much because that was rude not if you do your historical studies yeah see and that's exactly why we y'all be feeling some type of way because why are you talking to me like that if you do your historical studies they also wasn't even allowing women to sing in in the opera that's why they was cutting y'all balls off so what are you talking about? If you do Nothing. your historical set studies, then you would not even be inside the building. Like, um, says if you do your historical studies as one should, you get a clear picture as to the background of the characters, no matter what the opera. As an artist, you may decide which roles you would prefer, but to limit yourself to only a few roles, um, such as Aida, uh, Salika, and Bess, so basically all of the um all of the black opera roles and this is the thing that nobody is saying that you can't because these are like a lot of this is just fiction so it like it really doesn't i'm also when did she say that she did not say she didn't say i'm not singing any black roles like that's the thing it's like y'all y'all literally will make stuff up and then argue against that (laughs) because there's nothing to argue against you like she pulled herself out of the opera because she wanted to and you're telling her it's okay that she did that so what's with the think piece like it's not even because she didn't say oh i'm not i'm not singing this role because it's not a black person she's not singing this role because this opera utilizes blackface and stands behind it that's not the same thing she's not saying i'm only gonna sing black roles like so that's i'm just like y'all literally will make stuff up and then argue with the wall about it right like okay. and then goes on to mention 
um, performances, um, performances by a white person in blackface. Like, oh, have you seen this? <laughs> what is that supposed to make somebody change their mind about it? Like, she said, "Is my job." And my responsibility as a black pioneer in this profession to correct you when you are out of line. And it's my job as a young person in this profession to give you your your pudding cup and usher you <laughs> off to the side because girl, girl, boo, like, boo, what? First of all, it's not your job to do nothing but pay taxes and die. That's what your job is. Why are you over here in her business talking about it's my job to do the ra? Who hires you to do that? She's an autonomous being. She ain't want to sing over there with the racist people, so she didn't. Why? I'm so confused. And this is just like very. She, she also goes on to say like, "Oh, could you recall the decision?" No, she can't recall the freaking decision. Why would she do that? Um, this is really disappointing. Like we we had a conversation about talking about this because it's the whole thing with the whole mixed company like sometimes critiquing black people in mixed company can be a little uncomfortable just because sometimes white people they be getting too comfortable and they be like yeah that nigga stinks and it's like no hold on <laughs> like that has happened before we ain't, we ain't get that we what do we what how do we get here that 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 has happened before where like black people are talking about a black person and then the white people they be like yeah fuck him and da, da, da. like they just be too much it's like hold on like yeah. you know and and they take it too far it's so like of course there are a lot there are black people that you are allowed not to like as as a white person and whatever but also just a whole lot of terrible white people that y'all will y'all will skip right on over like the whole that happened with clarence thomas and everybody was like clarence thomas and and yes clarence thomas get him out of here but yeah. also y'all skipping over miss amy like she didn't also under oath talk about she wasn't finna overturn and in all of them other all of them other justices so i also need y'all to make sure that you got your own house in order um but this i felt like we really need to address because as someone who is a pioneer in this field like her like this person being a pioneer in this field and coming out this publicly um against what angel decided like that had to have been incredibly hurtful yeah especially like you see how bad it was and how it's you you live through some of the worst parts of it for black people and now a black person gets to make an autonomous decision and to see someone talk about you like that you know what i'm saying like especially you not even talk to you talk about you and you know a lot of white people was eating this up too they was like see because they love a black person that disagrees with other black people because they be like see it's not just us yeah so so incredibly embarrassing honestly <sighs> especially especially like you you've seen the worst of it why are, it's like it's almost like settling you know what i'm saying because it's like they let us in so let's do a little blackface yep and i'm not gonna say too much because i don't i don't i would never know what it was like to live during jim crow i don't i'm not gonna say too much about how well, well what i would have what i would have done or like what i i'm not gonna say that but it's it's also like 
you you felt like you had to go through that why do you want other people to go through which circles back around to that weird obsession y'all have with like soft hazing people just to you know because you had to do it it's weird yeah i was gonna say a lot of it what i've noticed like a lot of the things and the 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 freedoms and just like decisions that a lot of us make as a younger generation like a lot of older people i've noticed like they can't fathom that Mm -hmm. so like if she were to walk away she could not fathom grace brumby rather could not fathom like walking away from something because their opera i mean because their company uses blackface because where would she go right you know as someone who's been who has been singing um opera for 50 years that is not really they was barely letting y'all in the door to begin with so it wasn't even like um a whole you know thing because there was people who was standing up for certain issues and getting blackballed like paul robeson so like you know and their careers being completely ruined and never coming back so that is i feel like that is something that is probably just unfathomable and it's like what is the big deal you know especially Mm -hmm. seeing how things have changed over 50 years being like well you know they letting us in like you said they letting us in now so we can just why can't you just get over it yeah because i've seen that even with you know some of the things that some of the opinions and things that i've had for work like like either like my mom or my grandma or something be like well you can't do this because you know your job this i'm like i'll get another one (laughs) if i can't do x y and z in my free time that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know alter my whole life how i'm living my life for a job yeah you know but that is something that is just like not it's not registering and there's that is you know how a lot of things change like how people are not willing to compromise certain things just to get in the door right so part of it is like part of it part of me pities people who think that way yeah because that is a prison like to think that you don't have choices and and because at at a time they did not Mm -hmm. you know but also girl be quiet like (laughs) you done live all these years you ain't got much left go enjoy it okay I mean, mathematically speaking. Yeah, mathematically speaking, yeah, sure. Purely, um, not to be rude. Because mm-hmm. um, that was just very disappointing. I wish that that could have that could have been an opportunity for you to stand behind, you know, mm-hmm. to stand behind her. And even if you were gonna do, you were gonna be out of pocket about it. The least you could have done was not do it in a public social media comment. Yeah. First of all, who even told? Who even taught you how to do that? <laughs> okay. Her grandkids. That's upsetting. That was upsetting me and my homegirl. So, well, let us know what you think um, about the situation in the comments of our Instagram post. And yeah, period. Hold on, this is not a bio. <laughs> Let me look up. You cutting this out anyway? Yeah. White husband. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Well, that made it curl all the way around for me. And it's like Angel Blue. Is she also married to a white man? Yes. But some of y'all be getting that's sucked the, to that. I feel like it's different for her. Cause yeah. look how she acting. 
because you married a white man in what they get married 1963 that where did they get married oh no 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 Mexico, yeah what did they get married? yeah i was about to say because or, or they probably got married in a state where it was legal because it was not totally legal so you y'all was probably doing slave play yeah y'all definitely need to cut this out but <laughs> like you married a, a 1963 white man yeah you you already not right upstairs so why can't i find Why is this nigga an enigma? Okay, I definitely gotta cover that. Okay. Autistic supervisor at Cincinnati Opera. Okay. Born in 1937. And your daddy worked at something called the Cotton Belt Root. Girl! <laughs> I would never understand. All right, y'all, it's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because it's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about Morris Robinson. He is a bass, not bass player. What's it called? Bass singer? <laughs> Bassist? Bass? What's it called? Bass? He a bass. <laughs> Bassist? No. He's a vocalist. And vocalist. His, and his voice type is bass. There we go. Yeah. And he used to be an all-American football player. Um, okay. He appears regularly with the Metropolitan Opera, and he's a graduate of the Lemon Young Arts Program, uh, where he debuted Fidelio, that's not how you say it, but it's okay, and Dizabra Flute. Um, he has sang with many opera companies around the world, around the U.S., including San Francisco Opera, Lyric Opera Chicago, Dallas Opera, Houston Opera. I feel like it would have been better if just put where he didn't sing. Right. La Scala, all of that. Um, he's currently the artistic advisor at Cincinnati Opera. Um, and I'm gonna look at some of the orchestras that he has made his debut with. So he's the Birmingham Symphony, um, New York Phil, Chicago Symphony, Boston Symphony, Philadelphia Orchestra, Los Angeles. He'd be everywhere. He has a solo album called Going Home, and it was released uh, with the DECA label. Um, he also appears uh, as Joe on a DVD of the San Francisco Opera's production of Showboat. Uh, yeah, he'd be singing everywhere. I'm going to link his opera so you could take a little, you know, take a little gander. He's an Atlanta native um, and did his musical training at Boston University Opera Institute. So shout out to Morris. Thanks for being black and excellent. And yeah. Period. Um, my piece this week, I've definitely done this before, but it just came back into my rotation. So I'm doing the Brahms third violin sonata. He was in his bag. That's the only one I know, but he was in his bag. <laughs> well, period. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget we doing a little book club. Listen, what I say last week. Okay. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Um, That starts in a couple weeks. And I'm lying. It starts next week. Um, Wait. Yeah, I'm lying. It starts next week. Um, oh, shoot. 
Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no, no. But this is coming out on Monday. We're right. still. I forget. Yeah, okay. I was. That's why I was like, am I lying? Am I not? Um, if you're black, doing ISBM, IS black musicians. Um, we got a convenient coming up. Turn your little um proposal. So you if so if you choose. Um, and yeah, we'll see y'all next week. All right, bye y'all. Bye.